Hello, and welcome to the Notary Business Talk, the podcast dedicated to sharing ideas, strategies, and techniques to help grow your business and improve your life. And now, with more than two decades of notary business experience, your host, Abraham Zamora, the notary entrepreneur. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Notary Business Talk. My name is Abraham Zamora, and I am the notary entrepreneur. In this episode, we're going to discuss how to find a mentor as a notary public to kind of guide you through this journey that we call notary entrepreneurship. And today I have a special guest who's going to join me. And he's here for a specific reason because he sort of did without really Maybe he knew what he was doing, but, you know, given the conversations we had, he did something that I think talks about this point that we're going to be making today. And so, first of all, let me go ahead and introduce you guys to uh, JC. He's a Texas, uh, a notary from Texas, and he reached out to me a couple days ago, maybe about a week or two ago, was it, JC? Just about. Yeah, just about that. And uh, we've connected ever since, and we've been having this conversation, and now here we are. So, hey, JC, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. <laughs> yes, likewise. And, uh, you know, before we get started, let me tell you guys kind of how JC and I connected, because uh, it's, it's, I think it's, it's a good story and a good example of what a lot of you notaries who are listening to this show can do to find someone who can guide you, help you along the way, you know, and I think, and well, we'll talk about why he did this, but let's first talk about what happened. So you want to tell a story because you heard the first episode of the, the notary business talk. And then I got a message from you through, I think it was Facebook, Facebook. or Instagram, Facebook. Right. And you said, Hey, I, and here's the thing about JC. He just said, Hey, listen, I heard your first episode and I think it was really great. Thank you for the, for the content or something like that. Do you, do you remember exactly how you, how it went JC? I do. I do. I remember listening to the first episode and you sounded like so down to earth. Uh, you've been doing this. I hear, I heard you saying that you've been doing it for 20 years. And I said, Man, this guy sounds like somebody who could be reachable, somebody who, who I could reach out to. And just listening to that first episode, I went ahead and I sent you a message through Facebook Messenger and say, hey, Abraham, I just listened to your first episode <clears throat> and just I got a couple questions to ask you. I just, you know, I, I'm stuck and that's how I reached out to you and you answered right away. Yeah. Which was a light. <laughs> now you had told me, and so so I I, I heard I, I got his message, and I I was I had time at the at the moment, so I responded right away. I love hearing from from the audience and the people who listen to the show. As I told you in the past, I really value and appreciate your attention, uh, taking the time to listen to the show. And so when I can respond and I have the time, I will do that. In this case, I was able to. And you had told me that you had been you've been a notary for about eight years now. Is that right? Yeah, I was a notary for four years in Florida. Okay. And I was a notary for four years in Georgia. And now I recently became a notary here in Texas a couple months ago. Right. And in those eight years, this was the first time that you really decided to take this series, I remember you told me, right? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me what, what happened? Like what, what made you decide like, okay, this is the time where I'm going to take this opportunity as a notary to just go for it. What, what, what happened? Was there something that happened in your life or some, some decision that you made that made you say, okay, I'm going to go for it. I'm getting older. <laughs> you and me I'm both brother. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm turning 47 this year. Meaning 50 is knocking is right around the corner. Right. And six, you'll be here before you know it. So my thing is, uh, I'm getting older. I don't see my back account getting any bigger. So, <laughs> so that that's what it is. And that and and I've always liked notary work. Mm-hmm. I've always loved notary work. It's always been good to me. But here, I see the opportunity here in Texas. When I moved to Texas, I was not thinking of becoming a notary. You weren't. I see all all the Latinos here. So many Latinos. So many. The opportunity here is huge, and you will think that there'll be a lot of bilingual notaries here. Yeah, there's not. I said, man, this is a great opportunity. Let me get back into it, but let me hit it full force. Yeah, I have a full time job, so this I'm not doing this full time, but this this is something where I said I gotta I'm gonna hit this full stream. Of, I'm gonna hit with everything I got. So that's it. That's how it is. That's how I started it. Well, now JC, you told me when we spoke that there was there was something beyond i mean being a notary in itself is not the most exciting thing in the world right i mean we 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 point at documents and we put our stamp on pieces of paper right i mean that's essentially if we really boil it down is what we do as notaries but so nobody nobody says you know when i grow up daddy i want to be a notary right <laughs> it's right. usually a firefighter or a cop or something but what I mean, being a notary is a means to an end. It's it gets you and it helps you achieve sort of beyond the money goals and and dreams and ambitions that that you really that at some point become so powerful and and the desire becomes so strong that you say I just got to go for it. What what was it for you that made you decide? Okay, this is this is I got to do this, man. Like what was it? What was it for you? The biggest thing is. I love spending time with my family. Mm-hmm. And there's something that I can do on the side where yet yeah, make money, but spend more time with my family. My kids are getting older. My youngest is an adult. He's 18. Yeah. So my oldest is 26. She stayed in Florida, but I want to be able to tell her, Hey, come on over. Let's take vacation. Let me pay for your, for your trip over here. You know, so it, the biggest why, in other words, what's my why? What's yeah. my biggest why? It's my family, my wife and my kids. Uh, even Again, even though my kids are not little, it's like I told them the other day, you're always going to be my babies. You know? <laughs> but that is my biggest why, is my family. I'm not looking to be, become a millionaire off this. I've heard people say, oh, you can become a millionaire. I'm not looking into that. But I am looking to be comfortable and not rely on my current job to fall back on. God forbid something happens to my job. Yeah, I want to be able to be, become successful enough in this where I can say, hey, like what you did. Yeah. <laughs> like what you did. You know? So, but my biggest why is my family. That's my biggest why. You had said that when I asked you when we were in, going back and forth, and just so you guys know, we went back and forth for about an hour through text, and at some point I said, hey, JC, let's just you know, let's, 
I think it'd be easier if I just get on a Zoom call with you and, and have a, a conversation. I obviously can't do that with everybody who reaches out, but when I have the time I'll, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm able to do it, I, I will. In this case, I was able to. And then there was another reason why I did it as well, and I don't think JC even knows why I, I got on the phone with him. But when we talked, I said, well, what are you looking to make? Like, what is your goal? And you said, you know what, Abraham, $1,500 a month, but even $500, $1,000 a month, I mean, that would be like – a big deal for me it would really help me out like how would that kind of extra money how would that be significant in your life how would that help you in 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 living a better life and, and let's go back now okay yeah at first i remember i told you yeah i told you 1500 <laughs> is my is that's my goal yeah right now and actually i scaled it back because i after that after you and i spoke yeah on zoom I listen to one of your episodes, another episode. I'm constantly listening to your episodes. Thank you. I try and make at least one, one a day, by the way. Let's put that out there. Okay. And one of your episodes after that, you said, hey, don't 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 overdo it. Don't try and hit a home run with and so you know what? That makes sense. I'm putting way too much and you told me also, by the way, I remember you telling me on our on our call, not too much, you know, I'm putting way too much pressure on myself. So I scale back to that's let's try making 150 a month. Let's okay. start with 150 and baby steps. Yeah, I made two. I made 250 dollars this month. Did you really? Yeah, I did. I mean, 50 dollars here, 50 dollars there. Yeah. Hey, because I'm doing general notary right now. Right. So, um, so, but if I could get to 1500, 2000 eventually, man, that is a life changer. Because again, I'm gonna be able to pay. I'm gonna be able to buy a house, which we're renting right now. We came here. To to Texas, I'm renting. I'm gonna be able to buy a house, pay it off sooner, get my brand new cars, and not have to go into debt for it. You know, so eventually making five, anywhere between five hundred to fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month that is life changing, and be able to take vacations without breaking the bank. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's that's a lot of extra money. Good, good, and you know what? It might take a, a little bit. Baby steps, like you said, but that's very achievable, by the way, JC. That's not that difficult to do, but it takes time and it takes effort and it takes failing, making mistakes, but we shouldn't fear failure. Failure is the only way we're going to learn how to figure this stuff out. The point is to fail and then ask yourself, what did I get from that? What did I learn? And what's the next step? Too many people, I think, get caught up with with the fear of failing, and then they never do anything to begin with. But the failure itself should not be feared. Although fear is legitimate. But at times, we need help. And that's what this episode is going to be about, is how to find a mentor. And in a way, I've kind of become your your mentor uh, in a slight little way, right? I mean... I don't know how much of an impact I've been able to have with you just in the last couple couple of conversations. You can share with me if you want. I'd, I'd be curious to know. But, um, you know, in a way, I've kind of been your mentor. And I'd like to see if we could help other people find someone like myself in their life that they can uh, that they can uh, have as support, as guidance, even just emotional, moral support. Right. So uh, you want to speak to any of that, by the way? Absolutely. You've been a huge help. And whether you know it or not, you become a huge my mentor you become my mentor my 
no more mentor when it comes to this business and not just in this but in business in general okay um so you've been huge even though we don't talk every day uh you know or we don't text each other every day but you become a mentor through your podcast and i know as a matter of fact i i reached out to you i think it was yesterday the day before i reached out to you on a specific question and you replied to me um they asked you a question about about the, about a state about the state. You said it was a state specific. Yeah. That, and so the fact that you're reachable, you're attainable, um, is huge. Because if if a mentor can't be a mentor if I can't reach you. Right. The fact that I'm able to reach you and you're able to get back to me as soon as you can, that is huge. Right. But you become my mentor that to the fact that I could text you. I have your phone number now, so I, you know, I, I won't. I'll send you a text, but I can send you a, a messenger, uh, a chat messenger. You reach out to me, and through your podcast, you become a huge mentor to me. To me, it's like you're talking to me. Yeah, yeah. You might be reaching a th- thousands of people, but to me, you're talking to me when I'm listening to you on the podcast. When do you listen? So by I the way, I appreciate it. Are you listening when you're driving or at home? I how how do you typically hear? Listen to the podcast. Most I don't like listening when I'm driving. Okay. Yeah, I'm paying attention to the road, and I'm not gonna. I, so if I I've tried that already, to me, I'm I'm gonna miss something. I said, man, he just said something really good. I just missed it. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go back and re-listen to. So, uh, so I mostly listen when I'm I my youngest. I told you I have an 18 year old. He works. He he doesn't drive yet. Uh, so when I go pick him up at night, uh, at work, I'm mostly listening there. Or I might listen during my lunch break at work. And I told you I have a full-time job. I work yeah. for the state of Texas sure. for DOT, Department of Transportation. And so during my lunch break, I might be listening to it. But mostly at night when I'm relaxed and I'm outside my car waiting for my son to come out of work. Cool. That's what I mostly listen to. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's very uh, – it's nice, nice. It's nice. It's, you know, it's one of the thing, things where I'm behind the <laughs> microphone. I'm here in my studio by myself. And I never get this back and forth communication. And you're, in fact, you're probably the first person I've actually had a full blown sort of conversation with from the audience. And so it's, it's nice to hear from the, from the other side. Uh, but let's talk about this because I, you know, the reason I reached out to you was because I, I, I wanted to get just what we got right now, which is the feedback that you're giving me as part of the people who, who are part of the audience that listens to my show. It's important that I understand what's going through you guys as is mine, your thoughts, your ideas. It helps me with producing better content. So all that is very valuable to me, right? And this leads me to kind of how we find mentors. And so there's three things I think we should consider uh, as, as notaries when we're looking for a mentor. And number one is where do we find a mentor? Where do we look to find a mentor? Two, what value do we propose to offer the mentor E, I guess is the way you say it, or the person who's going to be mentoring us? Because I think sometimes, and I see this, not very often, but sometimes people have an attitude of, I want someone to help me, but they don't think, what can I do back in, in, in return, right? How can I offer value for value or create a, an ethically win-win relationship with someone who's going to be helping me back? I, I, I think we live in a society where people trade value for value. You don't go 
to the grocery store and 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 expect them to give you free groceries i think someone's time is very valuable as well and so the idea is one where do we find a mentor two what can i do to offer the mentor e value in return and then how do we communicate with these mentors what do we say to them how do we introduce ourselves how do we start the conversation so let's go ahead and get started with kind of how that works uh in terms of finding a mentor and and the first place at the end of the day you want to find mentors who are successful who are experienced and there are several places where you can find these i think the most and I'm going to start with what I think is the best place to find uh, a mentor as a notary is attending anything that's a live event, some sort of notary association, a conference, some kind of seminar where you get to network with people. Uh, I know some states, some groups have uh, meetup groups where they meet and connect uh, here in Southern California, where I live. One of the places I've gone to in the past to com- to connect and communicate is a real estate investing association where they meet every three months and people from escrow and title and other notaries come sort of networking. And that's even cooler because you're not there specifically to try and get business from people. You're there because you're interested in something different, but that's sort of related, right? So this is, in this case, it would be investing in real estate as, as an example. So I know the national notary association has a conference every year. All of these places are great places to sort of connect and become friends with people who are in the industry. Now we'll talk about how you approach these professionals, these people who have experience when it comes to asking them to be your mentor, but let's keep going on the different places you can find potential mentors to help you guide you when you're new, when you're trying to figure out something that you're not sure about. Another place, which is very common is going on these online forums, these online notary groups, like the Facebook groups. And, and I see a lot of people asking questions like I'm brand new and I'm trying to figure out how to do all this. Can anybody help me? That's fine. But I think a better strategy, and this is going to go to point two, is thinking in terms of what can I add to this group? How can I add value to this group? What do I bring? In my past episode, we talked about dealing with anxiety. And part of what that episode asked you, the audience, to do is to think about what's valuable about you. Like what made you start this business? And oftentimes we have fear of failure and all this, but there was something about you that said, Hey, I think I can be an entrepreneur. I think I can start my own business. I think I can become a notary and be successful. And it might be that you're good at sales. You're good at talking to people. I mean, what, and and, let me ask you, JC, I know you, I mean, you've been in, you've obviously been in the corporate America. You've had a job. What would you say are some things that you, you would say that are, a strong character trait, something that you're good at, like sales, customer service. Uh, what would you say? Something that, if you were to really think about it, and I know we don't, re- I know we don't really take the time to think about this stuff, but what would be something that you say? Oh, I'm really good at this, and I think it could help me with my notary. I'm a people person. Okay. Uh, my my wife always says, everywhere I go, I make friends. <laughs> I'm a people person. Chatty. I, I I love I love customer service. I think customer service is a lost art, and no matter where you go, hard to find good customer service. Right. What we do as notaries, yeah. Besides providing a service, we're giving customer service. Yeah. 
whether you show up on time, whether whatever, you know, being polite, you know. Um, so being a, having a smiling face, being, being nice and gentle, and sometimes even being sympathetic to whatever a person is going through. Right. For example, today I did a notary for a lady who lost her mother in Colombia. Oh, man. Her and her family, I go, I am so sorry. She goes, oh, thank you, JC. But she, you know, it was, I, I, I was, free, I, I was, I was there with her, you know, and she said, and it was, it was sincere. Because right now, my, 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 my wife's uncle is dying of cancer in Colombia as well. My wife's Colombian. So, uh, and my mother-in-law is in shambles because it's her younger brother. Uh, but besides the point, I was able to connect with this lady. I go, is there anything else, you know, is there anything else that we could do for you? Is there anything, you know, you know, this is just, I just need this document so they could have the okay to, to, uh, as far as, because in Colombia, they, they automatically, everything goes to the children, automatically. Yeah. So they could be able to sell the, the, the assets. So, you know, so I was able to connect with him. So, uh, so customer service, we provide customer service. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. It reminds me of I do a lot of jail, uh, jail. No, I do jail wedding and uh, notaries, uh, but I also do a lot of uh, hospital notaries. And in either case, I mean, you you don't really know what someone's going through because you can't get into their skin, right? You don't know what they're feeling. You know, you don't know what kind of pain they're experiencing. Even people in jail. I mean, I I gotta say, I might I people make mistakes, but I still feel bad for people being in there. Uh, and I try to be as nice and polite to the inmates as as um, as I would anybody else, right? I mean, they're still human beings, and again, if they made mistakes, but uh, I, I think compassion, I think empathy is is a huge trait. I'm glad you brought that up because it's really something that I think when people experience it, especially like if you're doing hospital uh, notaries, people are passing away, people are sick. Uh, I mean, what a valuable asset! And yeah, I think you're right. You do care. You do have that. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, great point. Great point. So, you, you, so what? So, the, so these are the kind of things, and then we say to ourselves, okay, well, this is the you know, why, what can I offer this person, right? Now, another place that we can consider uh, looking for mentors is in our local area. I mean, literally doing a Google search of notaries in your area. Now, this is a little tough because. You know, oftentimes the notaries in your area are going to be the people you're going to be competing with, right? And well, the next show is going to be about how to build win-win relationships with notaries in your in your area. So instead of being competitors, you guys can actually team up and and work together. And so I'm going to have one of my notary uh, friends. Her name's April. She's a local notary here in, in my town. And her and I actually refer each other notaries when we can't do them. And we sort of become this partnership. So uh, there's actually opportunities in finding a mentor even in that way, right? But you find somebody that maybe is, maybe it's not even related in your industry. Maybe you can find uh, an attorney that's in your area that if you want to focus on doing attorney type notarizations, you can do a chamber of commerce and connect with people in your local area. You could even call a notary and see how it goes. I mean, you reached out to me. I could have just completely not responded. That didn't matter. You had, your dreams are bigger than, than a rejection or someone not responding to you. Uh, and you went for it. I think a lot of people are sometimes afraid and, and let that hold them back. 
And if that intimidates you, even calling a notary that's not in your immediate area, someone that's still in the same state as you, but maybe is in, you know, the, if you're in the south, if you're in southern Texas, maybe call an, uh, a notary in northern Texas, right? And say, hey, listen, I I'm a, I'm a newer notary, and I'd like just some guidance on how you do this and that. Listen, I have this to offer, and I'm happy to help you in some way. Maybe even offer to pay them or take them out to lunch if they're in the area. There's so many different ways you can try and get them to want to work with you, and even even if it's a one time pointer that they're going to give you. Uh, that might, uh, it's definitely worth, worth the effort. So, uh, so let's go ahead and, and, and in terms of actually trading value. So when we talk about trading value, we want to be able to create win-win relationships with the people we're trying to communicate with. So let's just say you come from a sales background or you're a real estate agent and you're trying to become a loan signing agent, which is very common. What do you bring that you can help a notary, uh, a notary who's more experienced that you want to have mentor you? Maybe you have sales experience. Maybe you have marketing experience. Maybe, and let's just say you, JC, let's just say you, you're great at marketing locally with like flyers and business cards. And you can say, hey, listen, I, listen I'm, I'm new at this, but I'm really good at this. Uh, is there any way I can offer you... To do some work for you or offer you my services in exchange for just a, maybe an hour of your time to have some coffee. I'll buy you coffee. I'll buy you some lunch and maybe we can just chat for a little bit. That just doing something like that as opposed to just asking for help without anything in return is huge. What do you think about that, JC? You think that's a good strategy? That's an awesome strategy. <clears throat> and, and obviously, and also offering importance, like you just said, offering importance. If I if I could if I could just say right now, earlier I posted on next door. Okay, yeah. Posted on next door, and a lady replied saying, "You know, I've been posting on next door, and I keep getting neg I keep getting negative replies from people." I I I I, I sent up a private message saying, "Do not let anybody." And she's from my same neighborhood, but you know, but you want to help each other out, like you just said. Yeah, I told the Keep at it. Don't let the negativity, you know, sidetrack you. Yeah. Don't let the negativity hit you. Just keep at it. Keep fighting. So, I'm I'm good in in, in, in encouraging people. Mm -hmm. If that's one thing I can do is encourage. I'm so, for example, marketing and all that. I'm so I'm so trying to figure it out. <laughs> but if I can encourage another notary, which I've been doing good at, I, I've been really good at that. I'm I'm all for helping each other out. Right. Yeah, we're competing, but at the same time, man, there's so much notary work out there. Sure. Man, let's help each other out. Yeah. Yeah, and even, I, th I think even what you said, even just listening to someone is valuable. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we don't do enough of that sometimes, I think. So let's talk about how we engage with the people that we're trying to connect with. And there's a book that I've recommended before on my podcast. It's a, it's an old classic, how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Have you ever read that book, JC? I have not. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's okay. A lot of people haven't, but it's one of those books that in my life, and I started in sales and marketing, I mean like 25, I mean, I was 19 when I started this 
And I've been doing it ever since. And I've done other stuff, yeah, insurance, and I've done investment. I was an investment advisor for a few years while, while I was doing notary work. And so I learned a lot, a lot along the way. And that was one of the, I think, the books that had the most profound effect on me. And I'm going to give you guys sort of the principles, the basic principles of what this book talks about. And then I would recommend for you guys to go out and actually buy it and listen to it. It's definitely a classic that you want to listen to at least once every couple of years. But the first principle, and there's, I think there are a total of five of them, but the first principle is to sincerely care about other people and see things from their perspective, essentially making them feel important. That's kind of what you've been talking about, isn't it, JC? Yes, it is. Yeah. And what we mean by this is listening to them, asking them how things are going, right? Give, be genuinely interested in other people and in what it is they're going on that's going on with their life. I mean, that is probably, in my opinion, the best way to really connect and, and, and have a relationship with someone that you've never met before. So when I learned this concept, and let's just say I'm networking at a Chamber of Commerce event. I play a little game, JC, with, with the people I talk with, okay? I don't know if you've caught on with this already, but this is what I like to do. My game is this. How many times can I get you to answer, answer a question before you ask me a question? And every time I let you throw a question in to me, I lose a point. That's how I, that's how I do it. I, my goal in life uh, when I interact with people is to get to know as much as I can about someone when I first meet them. And I'm constantly asking questions, asking questions. And I do it in such a way where more than not, I, I never get a question in return. I'm just, and, and when they ask a question, I'm listening, like, like literally intently listening because it's going to help me ask them something else about what they, and here's the thing. I don't do this as a manipulative way of trying to get something out of someone. I'm genuinely interested in people. I think people are cool. I think people have amazing, I mean, just what you're telling me now about Colum the Colombian lady and stuff, I can, I can literally feel and imagine what that was like. I, can, I Almost like I was in the room with you and, and how that went. I mean, it's, I personally, personally join. And if you're going to do it out of, trying to get something out of someone, then don't do it for that reason. Right. But, right. Uh, but if you're going to be genuine about it, I think that's going to go a long way. And you said you're good with people. I mean, has that kind of been your experience, uh, JC, when, when you're dealing with people? Yes. Yes. I've, 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 I've always cared about people and I've always, which is one of the things I've, I, I connect really quick, for example, at church. Yeah. Um, um, my wife always tells me if, 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 if I, she let me, I'd be in every single team at church. <laughs> I don't know how to say no. I don't know how to say no. So, uh, but I love connect. And as a matter of fact, going back to what you said uh -huh. about the questions, I, I, I know, I, I noticed right away that when you were asking me constantly asking me questions, when we had the Zoom call, uh, it was to see how you can help me. Yeah. And you never said that. Hey, I'm asking you questions to to see how I can. No, no. But I caught on to that. Yeah, I did catch on that. You are the type. You're the type of person you ask questions to see how you could benefit me. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Putting yourself second and putting the other person first ahead of yourself is the is to me is is, is a rule of thumb for me on helping people out. 
And I'll tell you this, uh, and we might see things a little differently in, in this point, but I was actually doing that because I was trying to get something out of it. So I was really, I had an, and I'll tell you what it was. I, the, the purpose for me doing this, okay, it wasn't out of altruism. It wasn't out of charity. And I think when I told you this, you kind of liked the fact that I said that I told you this because it, it makes you feel like you weren't, you know, taking alms from me, right? I, I mean, I'm working on a project and I want to genuinely understand what my audience is going through. I've been doing this for so long, JC, that I don't remember what it's like to be brand new, right? And that's a good thing because it, it's, it's behind me now. But when I want to now help people and I'm, I'm in the process of taking my podcast and my, my, uh, my ability to help people in this industry, I'm taking it to the next level now. And so now that I'm in this new phase of trying to understand how I can be of value to other people, your insights are extremely valuable to me. Does that make sense? Totally. So you being open, you being honest, you telling me the truth and you were very open, very honest. And I appreciate that. It was a small price to pay for me to give you what I already sort of almost take for granted. Just, just be, not out of, just out of experience and time that I've been doing this in return, you gave me valuable insights that I was looking for. See that? So I wasn't putting you second or myself second or you first, me first. We were equal in this case. We were equal partners helping each other out. And I want you to know that because, you know, I don't, I don't know if you felt bad by thinking that, but um, yeah, you did, you did me a favor in exchange. And that's the value that I'm talking about, right? Trading value for value. So the other thing is, and we just touched on this, is encourage, uh, be a good listener and encourage others to talk about themselves and be genuinely interested in them. So we touched on that already. Another thing that I want you to sort of consider, maybe start working on uh, as, and I'm not just talking to you, JC, I'm talking to anybody who's listening yeah. to this uh, podcast. Uh, when it comes to dealing with people and making friends and influencing people is avoid arguing and criticizing them. Nobody ever won an argument uh, at the end of the day, because it, this is what I tell my daughter, right? My, so I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I homeschool my daughter, uh, JC. Oh, well, you probably know that now, right? You listen to the podcast. Right? I do. <laughs> and I've been homeschooling her her whole life. And now she's more self-studied and she's older. She's 13. And so she's kind of getting the hang of it on her own. But for one and a half years, she did go to public school. She said, you know, what, dad, I'm bored being home all day. I need to make some friends, dad. I, you're my only friend. I need to get out. You know? <laughs> So she goes out for a year and a half and, and it was good. It was a good experience. But as a lot of you probably know, some public schools aren't the greatest. A lot of fighting going on. A lot of stuff happens. And so one of the things my daughter asked me, dad, what happens if I get in a fight? Because apparently there was a few opportunities where she was being challenged I said, honey, if you get in a fight, I'm taking you out. But why, dad? Everyone's going to think I'm not cool if I don't fight back, you know, and this and that. I said, babe, because when you fight, nobody wins. You know, no, at the end of the day, you're both going to get hurt. Even if you won the fight, you're still going to be hurting the next day. Same thing with an argument. You know, when you argue with somebody, um, somebody you may have won the argument, 
but you probably tick them off and you're probably not going to have a good relationship with them. So one of the principles is never criticize somebody, uh, at least not in a negative way. And don't try to win an argument for the sake of winning an argument. I've constantly had situations where I knew somebody was saying something to me that was, was incorrect. It was wrong. The old me would tell them, Oh, you're wrong. That's not true. And I would embarrass them in front of everybody. And you think that ever, that person ever liked me after that, JC? Absolutely not. No, I embarrassed them, man. And it was, it was not nice. And you know, why would you do that in front of people? So now when people tell me that, I'll be like, oh yeah, that's yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I, I thought it was different, but I may be wrong. I usually, I, you know, I constantly am wrong. So I'll definitely look into that. But yeah, that makes that makes a really good point. And and I will let them save face, and later maybe we'll have a conversation. So, what do you think of that point, JC, and and kind of dealing with people in that sense? Well, public shaming is never good. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. And there's been times where I want to maybe public shame somebody, and hey, and I'm talking. Again, I'm a Christian background, and yet, but I am human. <laughs> yeah. So there's been times where I wanted to public, sh- publicly shame somebody, but I hold back. So it is always it is always good to, hey, you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe you're right. Let me look into it. But always, but have a private conversation with that person. Yeah. If at all possible, without fighting. So I, I that's a great point. Excellent. Good. Uh, the last two here are ask questions and acknowledge others' wants and opinions. Let them be heard. So it's a little bit more of what the first couple of points were saying. And then the last one is offer honest appreciation and praise. Recognize people's strengths, efforts, and growth. And how how do you think we can use that principle when it comes to maybe communicating with someone that we want to work with or have help us? Saying please, thank you, be polite, yeah, and, and 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 letting the person know that they're appreciated is goes a long way. Whether you're providing a service, whether they're doing something for you, whether you even if you're doing something for them, thanking them for giving you the opportunity to do something for them is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Or even starting off with a compliment, right? Like, hi, wow, I noticed how you spoke about that point and you 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 did a really good job talking about that. I mean imagine going up to someone and introducing yourself with a compliment. How well do you think that's gonna go for you, JC? That's gonna go far. Yeah. Just knowing that just letting them know that you acknowledge them. Just letting them knowing that you acknowledge them is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So now let's 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 kind of loop this around and, and, and tidy up. It, finding a mentor is not gonna be the easiest thing in the world. Okay, but it's not the hardest thing in the world either. There are a lot of people out there who are willing to go out of their way and help you, especially if you're willing to offer something something in return as value. I knew a guy, in fact, I'll tell you the story. I knew a guy who was a notary, and we were talking kind of the way you and I, uh, not as much as you and I, but we, I kind of got to know him a little bit, and he was good at building websites. And so... One of the things I asked him, I said, hey, look, how good are you? He's like, yeah, I can, I, I can build you a simple website in like 30 minutes, an hour. I was like, really? I was like, wow. I said, have you ever offered, you know, the people that you're trying to learn from how to, you know, maybe build them a website or, you know, get them started with that? He's like, I never thought about that. And I think at the time he was trying to do wedding officiant work. 
He was trying to become a wedding officiant. And so he reached out to a wedding officiant. He says, hey, listen, I noticed, uh, you know, your website uh, it looks pretty good. And it sounds like you know, he and he started off with a compliment. He's like, do you have a lot of great reviews on your website? And but I noticed that there there are a few things here and there that I think you, you could possibly improve. And I'd, I'd love to help you do that. And I do it. I will do it at, uh, at no cost to you. But I'm trying to become a wedding officiant. And I'm, you know, and he, I told him, call someone who's far away, right? So you're not competing with them. And I, I live really far away. I'm, I'm in Southern California. I know you're in Northern California. Do you think we could help each other out? And the first guy said, no, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not interested. Right. I think he talked like to two other people. And then one of them said, oh, yeah, all right. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some pointers. What do you want to know? I think he spent an hour with the guy and he helped him and they ended up helping each other out. And, you know, just an example of how you can trade value with other people who you want to have help you in return. So any final words, JC, before we wrap the show up? No, no, just uh, it's it's funny you said that um, about finding no a, a mentor is not hard. It's not. It's just finding the right mentor. Um, in my case, I t- I told you earlier, like I said earlier, you're my mentor because um, I've been looking for you know a way to learn. Um, but every every time, every part I've listened to podcasts before yours. Yeah, but every podcast. There's a, it's it's like a way of them, and again, I'm not gonna name names. Like I said, I don't don't like publicly shaming anybody, but most podcasts, unfortunately, it's a way of them promoting their learning or their their schools, and and you know, again, some yeah, learning does cost money and stuff like that, but or you give and trade, but that's not that's you know. And I've reached out to people or even in going on the on the group chats, people ask questions and the replies is, oh, go to my class. And, and when you go to their class, uh, when you sign up to, to, to their link, it's 500 bucks just to figure something out. Right. I go, That's, you know, so reaching out to you was, was very easy or reach out to somebody. And, you know, it's not hard at all to find a mentor. It's yeah. not. And I will say this, uh, sometimes offering money is the value that you trade for people who have a specialized skill, right? Sometimes that is, if, if you find, and I think you made a good point, JC, if you find the right mentor, the right mentor that you need for yourself, in some cases it is appropriate if, if what you feel they have to offer is valuable, then, you know, and you want to trade with them. Even offering them monetary compensation isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think what you're saying, though, is a lot of people pretend to want to help people, uh, but really what they're trying to do is get you to buy what they have to sell without really giving you anything of value to begin with. Is that kind of what you're saying? And that's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yes. I agree. And I, and I think in, in that sense, um, you know, it's... You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to say much. I, I know there's a lot of people who do that out there, and I don't necessarily uh, subscribe to that, right? I don't, I don't think I, and that's, I think that's the point that you're trying to make. But yeah, I mean, and, and another, I, I forgot to mention this. A great way to find a mentor is listening to this show, right? It's, it's almost as if I'm in there with you, 
in your living room at a restaurant and we're just having a conversation and you're just letting me talk because you just learned how to do that and how to win, how to win friends and influence people is just let me talk and talk and talk. And so you're listening to me talk for an hour and a half or 30 minutes, however long that podcast is. So, uh, so the, even this show in itself could be a mentor. Now I will say that I don't always have time to kind of take the time that I took with someone like you, JC, uh, at times I'm busy and I'll try, I try to respond to everybody who sends me an email or, or a message. Uh, and when I do have time and I'm, I'm in the position to do it, I'll do, I'll always try and help as much as I can. Cause I, if you remember my story, the reason I got started is because I had a lady who spent an hour with me and, and when that within one hour, she launched my career and I had been a notary for a year, had done nothing with it, had given up on the idea of being a notary. And so I know how valuable it is. And she just did it just to help me out. I thought it was really great. So it's almost my way of paying it forward for the, uh, the help that I was given. So, but anyhow, JC, thank you so much for being on the show. You were, you were, uh, you did a really good job and you great gave some great feedback and insights and i hope a lot of the notaries that are listening to this show can get some inspiration from jc and uh, learn from what he's been able to do i mean he went from just saying hello to me and asking me a few questions to now being on the show i mean give me a break right <laughs> and if you would like to maybe reach out uh, you're like oh my god you're right uh, if you would like to reach out you can always email me my email is contact at notary business talk notarybusinesstalk.com or if you want to find me on any of the social media platforms i'm under notary business talk so you can look for me there and uh jc we're about to finish the show any final words thank you abraham for having me man this is a great experience thank you you are the notary entrepreneur man you are <laughs> an awesome mentor let me tell you something like i said for all the notaries out there listening to the show Keep listening. Every episode, every episode, I learned something. Good. Believe it or not, in every episode, I learned something. I appreciate it. I stopped that. doing things that I was doing, and I've picked up new things. So just to let you know that. Awesome. Okay, just because of your show. Awesome. Thanks, JC. I appreciate that, and I appreciate those kind words. And for the rest of you who stay tuned to the end, I appreciate you listening. Until next time, be well, take care, and stay productive. See you next time, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Notary Business Talk. To learn more about becoming a notary entrepreneur or to find out how Abraham can help you achieve your business goals, visit notarybusinesstalk.com.